0: Baby flung the dice and bet it all Didn't give two cents about my flaws Whatever the hell I drive her to Said she's all in win or lose Well I put her through some times you wouldn't believe
1: And she just roared Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm Jim Gallagher, Jr. Special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music, and you can find Steve at steveazar.com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and get your copy of Only One Shot. That's available at Amazon, and it's been written by B.J. Trolio, the teaching professional at Old Waverly Golf Club. Today, I have a very special guest that... I'm excited for everybody to get to know just a little bit better. Y'all know her. Her name is Barbara Nicholas. She's the wife of the great Jack Nicholas, arguably one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player that's ever played the game. And they've been married for many, many years with grandkids and great kids, a big family guy. And she is one of the kindest, sweetest, most thoughtful people that you'll ever meet. And I'm looking so forward to having her on the podcast and letting y'all get a little bit better idea of who she is and to get to know her just a little bit better. Here she is. It is my pleasure to welcome Barbara Nicholas to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. Barbara, thanks so much for taking some time with me today.
0: Well, Jim, I'm very complimented that you called. I miss seeing you and Sissy. That's probably the one thing I miss about the tour is seeing you guys. So hope all's good with you and your
1: family. Yeah everything's well that is one of the things when we kind of quit traveling and quit playing we Mm -hmm. miss our friends we've made over the years and that's one of the things we have to adjust but what I like to always get with my guests I always kind of find out a little bit about them and tell us a little bit about your childhood where you grew up and uh, what it was like growing up uh, uh, in uh, Barbara Nicholas's life.
0: (laughs) Well I grew up in Columbus Ohio and my dad was a high school math teacher, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I just figured, you know, just had a pretty normal growing up period, and uh, went to, uh, well, junior high and high school, and then uh, really didn't want to go any place but Ohio State. So, uh, went to Ohio State, and of course, at that time, uh, wasn't so hard to get in. You almost said, here I am, and uh, <laughs> give me my classes. And uh, Jack actually grew up in Columbus in another section of town. So uh, we didn't know each other growing up, but he only wanted to go to Ohio State. So we actually met uh, the first weekend of our freshman year in
1: college. Wow. Don't, did you play sports growing up? Because I know your family's so athletic, not just uh, Jack, but the entire of the grandkids. Your kids are all so athletic. Did you play sports growing up?
0: Well, yeah, you know, I I guess I should say yes, I played volleyball and softball and just high school sports, but I never went after a sport, uh, uh, you know, after high school, just, just for fun.
1: How about golf? Did you play golf at all? Because I, I, uh, it, it's always amazed to me that the people in our lives that, you know, golf is somewhere in there, but did you play any golf or have you played much golf?
0: Golf was never in my life. I'm not even sure I knew how to sell it. Like I said, my dad was a high school math teacher, and uh, so they had no uh, country club, you know, uh, membership or anything. And actually, golf was not a very big sport when uh, I was in high school. It's kind of like if uh, you didn't do anything else, you played golf. So. I really didn't know golf
1: existed. You know, I kind of compared it to playing the piano. We'd love to do it, but we didn't let anybody know we did it. I mean, it's kind of that kind of theory, you know, back then. But, (laughs) you know, Tiger Woods kind of made it cool to play play golf again. But you mentioned you and Jack met your freshman year. Uh, What was college like for you, uh, both of you, kind of going through that whole thing and seeing Jack uh, have some success there? And, And what was that like growing up, or at least going to Ohio State?
0: Well, actually, uh, he really hadn't uh, done a whole lot in golf at that point. I mean, obviously, he played on the high school golf team, and uh, was uh, they didn't even give golf scholarships at the time, and he was offered, would you believe, a basketball scholarship at Ohio wow. State. But uh, our, our meeting was kind of, kind of cute and silly. Uh, I was walking by a, a, a building on campus, and uh, I saw a girl up, up on uh, the stairs that I had met in high school. We had little high school sororities back then, and she was president of her high school sorority, and I was president of mine. So I stopped to say hello to her. She was talking to Jack, who she was dating at the time.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, she introduced us, and unfortunately, she had to go to class, and uh, Jack walked me to the bacteriology building where I was working to pay my way through school and called me up that night
1: wow that is a cool story isn't that amazing how God <laughs> puts those things in our our plans we don't know what the plan is and he's right there there you met jack and and she went to class and then the rest is the history but uh the rest history. <laughs> exactly y'all get married uh, and 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 he's gonna start trying to play the tour what was that like at first you know you you get married well,
0: actually, we were we were married between our junior and senior okay. year in college and and uh, he had won the national amateur. That's right. In uh, 1959, and then we got married in uh, July of uh, of uh, of 660. And uh, it was funny because I picked the date because it was the weekend of the PGA Championship, and I knew as an amateur he could not possibly play that week. <laughs> so that was when we got married, and uh, we we were married and had Jaffy before Jack turned pro.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, he was trying to go to school, he was trying to sell insurance and was trying to play golf and not doing any up to his expectations. And he looked at me one day and he said, you know, Barbara, if I want to be the best, I've got to play against the best. So he decided to turn pro in November of uh, 61, which was just about six weeks after Jackie was born.
1: Yeah, because he wasn't. He, his plan wasn't to turn pro when he went to college. I think he was trying to be a pharmacist. He was more into the going to school and getting a job and going forward. I don't think he planned on turning pro before that, did he?
0: No, I don't think he did. And, and uh, Mr. Jones was a um, a good friend, and Jack really looked up to him. And I think Bob Jones was hoping that Jack would stay and kind of continue, you know, and as an amateur. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, like I said, he just thought. Uh, needed to play against the best
1: well there's a lot of truth to that because you got to find out how good you are if you don't play against the best you'll never know but y'all traveled with with jackie and that had to be a very challenging it wasn't daycares back then as as there is now
0: (laughs) that's funny you mentioned that jimmy because we were laughing about that last week station wagon quarter crib set up in the back seat diaper pail in the back seat And we thought, wow, but you know
1: what? You just did you did what you had to do and it was fun. Yeah, and you you know it was funny when Sissy and I traveled with the first with Mary Line and our oldest, we packed thousand things and by the time we got to Elizabeth, our fourth, we were packing one bag each or, or putting two in each <laughs> bag. the bag. You know, you, you kind I lo- took
0: my own sheet. I, I took my own sheets when Jackie was born. My baby wasn't gonna
1: sleep on motel sheets. because no, <laughs> back then you were just trying to survive and it wasn't like you were staying in the nicest <laughs> hotels, I'm sure. But uh you know, what was it like? You're, you know, you've got a baby, you got Jackie, and you're trying to encourage Jack. That You've always been encouraging. Is that something that came natural to you?
0: Well, um, you know, I really don't know how to answer that, but I can tell you one little incident that probably did more for my marriage than anything. It was uh, the Masters in uh, 1962, mm-hmm. and Jackie was born in September before, so he would have been nine months old, and I had left him at home, and There were about six or seven wives on the back patio there where, you know, everybody hangs out at uh, the Masters. And I was bemoaning the fact that I missed my baby and, uh, you know, I needed to get home to my baby. All of a sudden, there was an older woman sitting on the chair there knitting. And all of a sudden, she looked up, she put her finger in my face, and she said, Listen, little girl, you had Jack long before that baby was born, and you hope to have Jack long after that baby's gone. Now, you grow up and be a wife. Wow. I was kind of startled. It happened to be Alita Mangrum, who was Lloyd Mangrum's Uh wife. And I was kind of startled, and I never saw her again for about 10 years. And I saw her, and I said, Alita, you'll never know what you did for my marriage. I said, I'd be home with two babies, and Jack would call and be lonely. And I said, I want to tell you, I was on the next plane to get to that tournament. So I just told her, and I said, and that's a lot of a lot of the same advice I give to the young girls is you don't stop being a wife just because you become a mom.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. And that's great advice. That's kind of that tough love that sometimes it gets our attention when we're Kind of feeling down and boom, it kind of wakes us up. But, you know, as you mentioned, you travel with multiple kids and and Jack's starting to rise and become a star. I mean, how did you guys juggle all that? Because that's always been amazing. I always put like Jack and, and Bruce Litsky, who always put their families first and their career out there as well, two guys that did it about as good as anybody. How were you able to juggle that and kind of balance all those things, being, or even for Jack, being a dad and a white husband and all those things? How'd you balance that whole th- process? Do you know
0: what, Tim? I don't think we ever thought about that you mm-hmm. just do what you have to do we were 20 when we got married so we kind of feel like we grew up together and when he turned pro he made a vow to me he said i will never be gone from you and the children for more than two weeks at a time and he never was no nope. and uh, you know that, that, that's hard to do but he made it a commitment and he said i refuse for my kids to go away to college and say gee i wish i'd known my dad and believe me, he was all five of their best
1: friends. You know, he may have said that. That's probably one of the quotes I always use because people ask me why I kind of quit playing at 40. And it was kind of like, you know, golf wasn't as much fun because the kids were growing up. And when I was on the golf course, I wanted to be home. And when I was home, I wanted to be on the golf course. And it's kind of like I wanted to be I wanted to be their dad. I didn't want him to wake up and say, well, your dad's Jim Gallagher, but I don't know him. And that, that just would have crushed me. And I think that's what's so admirable of how Jack handled it and the, the people who were able to be successful. But they've got to have someone like you, uh, like I have, Sissy, to kind of help us along the way and kind of kick us and, and kind of straighten us out sometimes and be there for us. Because it's a team. It's a team effort, don't you think?
0: Oh, it is a team effort. And Jack and I both said it's 95% give and 5% take on both sides.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's such a great state because I, I just think it's it's a, it's a great life but it's what you always dreamed about doing. And of course, the money now has gone so much easier for these guys to travel. They're able to take private planes, bring nannies and all those things. But, you know, it's guys like Jack and Arnold who paved the way for that that uh, allowed us to be able to have these type of lives and be able to play for the bigger purses and and, and those things. But uh, uh, is there any tournament that really kind of stands out that you really, uh, to you, I know the 1986 Masters with Jackie on the bag, is there one that kind of sticks out that you were most memorable?
0: Well, of course, you just mentioned the 1986 Masters, and it's, it's hard to get past that, because, you know, here's Jack, who was not supposed to win, he was too old, over the hill, Jackie's on his bag for the first time, and, uh, you know, I guess just to see them walk off the green, and, and uh, I know Jackie, our son Jackie just wrote a book, Best Feet in the House, mm-hmm. and he kind of talked about eighteen father son lessons that you know between his dad and him. And I think that was one of his most special moments that said, here's my dad who has just maybe won the masters, and I'm just kind of humdrumming it, walking over to put the flag stick back in the cup. And I look up and here's my dad walking toward me with open arms, telling me that I care. Mm. So I think probably even after seeing Jackie's words in his book that makes 1986 even
1: more special. Yeah, it brings a tear to my eyes. You know, I asked Jack when your grandson made the hole-in-one of the Par 3 tournament uh, to name one of those memorable moments, and he said that one right there might have beat all the things he accomplished. Um, yeah, and then
0: he put his finger up when, as he walked by Curtis Strange, you know, who was commentating, mm-hmm. and Curtis said, well, how does that rank? And Jack just put that index finger up and said, number one.
1: You know, it's it's one of the things we as parents, and I think the folks that listen to this, and you're a parent of a young child out there, we enjoy watching our kids succeed. Now, we don't want to make it about us. It's got to be about the kids. But when your kids or even your grandkids do something like that, it does. It, It trumps everything we accomplished as individuals, and that's one of the great things about being a dad and being a grandfather uh, and, and that's one of the things I can't wait for my two little grandsons and the third one coming in September <laughs> to watch that because I don't know how y'all juggle all that with all those grandkids and how you call them by their names because I can't even call my four kids by their names properly <laughs> but what is it like to have grandkids that's got to be one of the more rewarding things in life I mean you loved your kids but your grandkids are even more special Yeah, well,
0: it is great because you see how proud your own children are and then here's another generation and I do kind of laugh, Jim, when you said, you know, being a father and watching your kids. Jack would fly across country for a baseball game, or he was in the Mexican Open one year and flew from uh, Mexico to Tallahassee for a high school football championship. And uh, we kind of laughed, because now that our children have kids, I think they thought that's just what dads do. Now mm-hmm. that they have kids over there, they said, Mom, Dad really did that? He flew across the country for a baseball game? And I said, he sure did. He wasn't going to miss anything you guys did. So to watch your own kids with theirs, it's uh, it's just a, a whole new ballgame, and it's, it's so refreshing. And it kind of thinks, well, maybe we did teach them something, even though they taught us more than we thought.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's it is. It's just a, it's a life is just so precious. And I remember Sissy told the story when she first met you. It was with Doctor Richard Coop up at Ohio State. She was playing in the uh, uh, the national championship. They went out to the Muirfield to watch and she just said she just was always impressed by you and, and you would you I think this is years later I'm playing with Jack at New Orleans and you called her by name. Uh, and she just was amazed how you could do that, and I think that is a gift. And I know I've read somewhere where you kind of had a little trick of how you could remember people's names that you made a little note, and when you got to that town, you kind of had that little note or sheet uh, that kind of reminds you. Is that how you did it, or did you have a better trick than that?
0: Oh, I think you're giving me more credit than I deserve. I think one of the things that I did try to do, if you think about it, when you meet someone and they say, Hello, I'd like you to meet John, and they say, You really pay no attention. You just say, oh, hi, nice to meet you. But if you actually say the name, it helps a little bit. So maybe I did cheat a little bit and try to say the name a couple times.
1: Well, it sure worked. I'll tell you, I I was so fortunate to play with Jack several times, and uh, there's so many that stick out. Doral, I played with him two or three times there. It was so cool. I actually played with him at Doral. Uh, this was March before, at 86, before he won the Masters. I know his back was hurt. And I was just like, this poor guy can't even walk and i'm telling you i didn't call him over the hill but i said i told my dad i think i think jack might be done and i'll be darned if he doesn't win he had an ability to just like turn it on and off as good as anybody but he was always so kind to me i actually was paired with him at muirfield but my coolest moment and and i don't you probably don't even remember this or i do because i always remember this we were at augusta and i think it was the second round and we're walking up together on 18. And we're almost to the green. Of course, I stopped to let him walk up, and he waved me on to walk up there with me. And I just thought that was the coolest gesture. Uh, and it, it, it gives me chills just repeating that uh, story because he was always kind to me. And even though he was, to me, the greatest player, just but he was also just the whole package. And he always was kind to me. And you know, he actually, and you probably don't even know this, when Frenchman's Creek, they were managing that, he got me a place to play there. I was able to play in practice when I was first on tour because of Jack. Uh-huh. And, and, and of course, I knew Jackie playing in college when he was at North Carolina and Gary, and we played a bunch on tour together. I remember one time we were playing with Gary, and you both came out there, and I was more nervous watch, having Jack watch me hit a chip shot uh, than playing in the actual tournament, you know? And you
0: know what? I, th- I think that was a drought.
1: It was. Because
0: you were so kind to Gary. And I think that was one of his first rounds ever. And he said, how lucky could I be to get Jim to be my first partner on tour? So, You were so kind, and we'll never forget that.
1: Well, I I just felt like you know it's it's so easy to be nice. It's it takes a lot more effort to not be. And I always kind of I followed Jack's lead, or I followed Bruce Litsky. Always was like that with me. He would include me with the Curtis Strangers and all of those guys that were ten years older than me, and made me feel welcome. And I said, you know, if someone's going to do that, that's the way you're supposed to do it. I mean, if you can pass on some knowledge and. And just be kind. It's so much easier to be kind than that. And Gary's always, your kids were always great. Jackie was always wonderful. We had some good times together. Uh, but you know, when, when you look back at their careers, how, how tough was it for you? I know you watched Jack play, but to watch your own kids play, that, that had to be, I know Jack had a, it was probably tricky for him to do that as well. What was it like following your own kids and then to make it to the Well, yeah, you know, some um, people, people would
0: say to me, is it harder to watch Jack or is it harder to watch the kids? And I said, you gotta be kidding. I said, I figured your Jack can take care of himself. I said, I always think I can help the kids. You can't, but you think you can. So, you know, it's um, a heck of a lot harder to watch the kids. And, you know, they were kind of in a difficult position and, and they knew it. And, uh, you know, they really, uh, most most of our kids really weren't interested in golf just because, you know, they, they didn't want the spotlight on them. So, you know and i think they've all ended up just fine they tried it and and uh you know didn't uh, it wasn't their cup of tea but they've all done great and uh, they've all got great families so well what th- more can you? you
1: you can't ask much more than that i i agree i think that's one of the things they that is a lot of pressure i never even you know put it in perspective it's like man they are, they're playing i even thought that with my own kids when they were starting to play a little bit, and, and two of my girls played in college golf, and it was just like trying to live up to you know what other people's expectations were because they can be you know, suffocating themselves and then your own expectations. So it, yeah. would, have been, it would have been tough because they lived in kind of a glass bowl. And, and people...
0: yeah. It is tough. When Gary, uh, when Gary was 16, he had won a tournament, and he ended up on the cover of Sports Illustrated at yep. age 16. And, Jim, he ran away from golf. It was kind of like, you know, I didn't deserve that. And, uh, you know, I haven't really done anything on my own. And uh, he really ran away for a couple of years. He'd go from the 18th screen and run to the car. <laughs> wow.
1: How did so, you, how did you encourage?
0: But it's okay. With all of that, there's so many pluses, you can't even worry about
1: that. No, but how'd you encourage him when the, when those pressures were on him like that? What did you say to them? Because that's, that's, that's a tough situation to be in. You know what,
0: it just had to work itself out, and it did. I don't think you even really discussed it because there's no right answer. And he uh, figured it out, and all the kids did. And, you know, and they adore their dad. So it all worked out.
1: Exactly. Now, you and I have had some conversations about your grandson, who's quite the football player. When he was at Florida State, we had a lot of fun at your house talking about that. And now, I, you know, <laughs> gets to the NFL. What's that like to watch your grandson in the NFL? That has to be so cool.
0: Well, it's funny because since Nick was three years old, that's all he's ever wanted to do. And, you know, to see a grandchild really have his dreams fulfilled and do exactly what he wanted to do, it's just, it's been fantastic. And uh, all the kids have supported him, and hopefully he, we don't know if he'll play this year or not. He was out last year with a heart problem, which is great he's probably healthier now than he was before i think he'd like to play a couple more years so i hope someone gives him a chance but uh you know to be a tight end in the nfl pretty fantastic
1: yeah, it's pretty doggone impressive you're right and played at a great school like florida state but you and jack and
0: he's a good, and he's a good kid.
1: he is a good i'm <laughs> sure he is I, there i don't know any of your kids or grandkids who aren't i mean that's a sign of you know you all planted the seed and they just went ahead and 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 just grew those families the same way you did. But you guys are really big time into charities and children's charities, especially especially. Uh, you got the Play Yellow. It's just so big. You're involved with the Honda Classic. Uh, how how much fun is it to see that you're able to take what you all have accomplished and give back to the to the children's charities and the local communities and all the people you're able to help? How that's just got to be so rewarding, isn't it?
0: Well, I think Jack and I are kind of flabbergasted at uh, how everything has grown. And, of course, it all goes back to Nan at 11 months old who was choking. Mm. And uh, by the time they'd get her to the doctor, she'd be fine. Or if he'd come to the house at that stage, she'd be fine. And finally, after a couple of months, the, the, my pediatrician said, Barbara, there's something wrong with this child. We need to get an X-ray, get her in the hospital and get an X-ray. Well, ended up she had inhaled. A blue crayon so of course when it it was fine but when it lodged she choked so they did a bronchoscopy and in the process of lifting the crayon out they dropped a piece in her lungs which of course went into pneumonia and she's in an oxygen tent for about six days and you know we're sitting there as young parents hoping she's you know going to survive and we looked at each other and said if we're ever in a position to help someone we wanted it to be children So 2004, Move Ahead, the Honda Tournament was moving up to our area in Palm Beach Gardens. And they came to us and said, we've always done children's charities. Do you have any ideas? And Jack kind of looked at me and said, do you want to go for it? And I said, absolutely. So we started our foundation, Nicholas Children's Healthcare Foundations, and did a few projects for, you know, local hospitals and something. And then uh, we made kind of a partnership with uh, Miami Children's Hospital which uh, they came to us uh, after a couple of years. It was a great partnership and said, we really are trying to be more global. Could we change the name to Nicholas Children's Hospital? Which they did. And I, I guess it's been maybe six or seven years ago now. So it's just, it's been fabulous to see, you know, if you just see one child who's been helped, you know, you know why you're doing something. And, and another thing, Jim, which has been so wonderful. I mean, I've been in, kind of a charity thing for a long time, which, you know, was things I did when Jack was gone. And uh, he was fine. Well, now that he's not playing so much, he has gotten so totally involved. It is so much fun to see him get attached to these babies and kids and see, you know, we build an acute uh, care pavilion on the flagship campus in Miami. And just to see him, uh, you know, help us. I've had to raise his salary three times this year from zero to double zero to triple zero. (laughs) So we're we're really having fun. And it's kind of given him another outlet, you know, when he's not playing so much golf. So the charity thing, I probably gave you much too long an answer, No, but uh, it's been wonderful. We feel so blessed that we've been able to help these children. And, um, it's, it's, it's just been a blessing all the way
1: around. Absolutely. A blessing for those children and their families as well. And it, like you said, it's been so impressive to watch Jack get involved because a lot of times, you know, that they're not as involved, but he is involved. And I think it, it does. It touches your heart when you see those kids and, and you see someone, like you said, touch a kid in a family's life. Well, I love him. I love him
0: saying, he said, this, he said, this is far more important than any four foot cut I ever made.
1: Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's what we get to, and that's what you hope to get to in life where, you know, golf is yeah. a game. We love it. And and just uh, I was going to ask you what's your most proudest moment, but it's got to be that, the charities and your family. I mean, it's hard to say uh, your lives have been so special. But, you know, it's really been special for me. I've been able to play at Lost Tree and come over and, and spend some time with you all at the house. You've always made me feel welcome. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just it, you're just special people. You're normal people. I think that's the Midwest uh, – uh in y'all i mean i grew up in indiana it's the same kind of values when i moved to mississippi i felt like in in mary and sissy it was the same uh there's so many great people in this country and we're just so blessed to live in this country and 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 i think that's one of the things you think about our game was able to take us to so many special places and i I would have never dreamed to be able to accomplish the things and to meet people like you but it's been really uh, a a blessing for me as well but i appreciate you spending some time with us i know y'all are busy Uh, Jack's work. Well, we
0: we love you and Sissy and miss seeing you guys. So, hopefully, we'll all get together soon.
1: Absolutely. And you uh, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. And thanks again for spending some time with us, Barbara.
0: Well, thanks for thinking of me, Jim. I'm very complimented.
1: Well, thank you.